Welcome back to week four of Bleeding Blue. As always, we've got myself, Bennett Snyder, and Cameron Robertson in the studio. Go Blue. But today we've actually got all four of us today. We've got Wesley Minky to my right. Come on. And we've got producer Timmy to my left. What up, boys? Hey, I don't want to cut you off here, Bennett, because I know what you're about to say. So I'll say it. Okay, go ahead. Every podcast presented by Bench Press Media is sponsored by our good friend and his good charity, Max's Meals. If you haven't checked out, what the hell are you doing? Great charity, great cause, great people. Bench Press Media athlete Max Meyer going to be joining Bleeding Blue here soon. He is, you and know. Boy, do we have some questions for him because that of, Xavier team stinks. Hey, you know what? They've got Ohio State coming up. We'll preview that game Tough a little loss bit there. with Tim. Hey, Tough loss there. That's a little Tim versus West rivalry yeah, there. We're gonna oh, t- yeah. We're going to talk about the hey, game. I do believe all four of our teams went a combined, I want to say, 6-0 and oh since the last episode we filmed. Hey, yeah, how big. about that? That's big. Cheers to our team. Yeah, that's which big is, for us. Which overall were like... Eight and one. Oh my Hey, dude, all right. I, let's not no... throw the one in there. But regardless, I'm going to talk about Sorry. UK basketball. What's new? Krob's going to touch on Duke. Like I said, we're going to preview that Xavier OSU game. We're going to talk about our Ohio Bobcats going on the road at Rupp Arena yeah. against my Kentucky Wildcats. Tim and I will have boots on the ground there. Yeah. We've also had two top 10 matchups since uh, last episode as well. We can touch on both of we those. We have. We're going to touch on the college basketball rankings that came out, the new AP rankings. And then, Wes, you're going to finish with uh, your top five favorite players in college basketball. Which right I now. know the people are yes. dying to they hear. Are it's a very exciting segment. Dying to hear at home. All right. Let's get right into it. Starting with my Kentucky Wildcats. A true bounce back game at home, winning 100 to 60. Listen, it's a uh, blowout, folks. It was, and it was good to see the offense going. You know, Kellen Grady was shooting the lights out as he should. Um, you know, it was a true emergence from Damian Collins. It was good to see him come off the bench, had a couple huge dunks to get the crowd into it. And that's all you can really ask for. Coming off a tough loss in a neutral site against a top-ranked Duke team, you know, I think a couple people were worried about how this team was going to react, and I think they did it in the best way possible. Um, you know, Xavier Wheeler goes another double-digit assist game. This time he has no turnovers in it, 12 assists, no turnovers. And, you know, quite honestly, it's a game where Robert Morris shouldn't have had a chance in it, and they didn't. Um, Oscar Sheway Wes, uh, we'll talk about him later. Quite Not, a great player. Quite a great player. Goes 20 rebounds again in this one. First Monster. player in Kentucky history to have 40 rebounds through two games. You know, I'm not too worried about this Kentucky team. I'm a little upset C.J. Frederick will be out the whole entire year. Um, but this team's deep. You know, we saw um, – oh, my God, why am I blanking on his name? He's literally my favorite player on the team. Ty, Ty, no. Xavier Wheeler. Oh, my God, why am I blanking? Literally from Kentucky. He's literally my favorite player. This is embarrassing. He finally got on the court. Oh, my God. This Dante is, Allen. Jesus Christ. That is an embarrassing mind blow. I'm here to save you. Thank you. Dante Allen gets on the court, hits a three. Take his UK card. Yeah, literally. I'm <laughs> mad at myself. I'm truly mad at myself. He hits a couple threes in this one. Um, but, yeah, like I said, this Kentucky team needed to respond, and they did. Um, still a little worried about Ty Ty Washington scoring. He hasn't hit a three yet through the first two games. Even nice. though in exhibition he shot 100% from three, six for, or six for six. Um, so hopefully he'll get going against the Bobcats on Friday and even tonight. Um, but yeah, I'm happy about this team. Krob, what about Duke? You know, it's been a it's been a pretty busy week in the Duke <laughs> basketball world. Back to back games this weekend on Saturday or uh, Friday and Saturday. Friday we kicked off the uh, Duke Veterans Day weekend uh, classic against Army West Point. Coach K's alma mater. Uh, end up winning that game by 26. Wendell Moore Jr., the captain, had 
the fifth triple-double in Duke history, uh, third in the Coach K era. He had 19 points, 10 boards, 10 assists. Paolo Bancaro also added a double-double with 18 points, 12 boards. Trevor Keels followed up his strong debut with 10 points and six steals. And uh, Jeremy Roach added 14 as well. Duke actually made nine threes in that game, a strong contrast from only making one against UK in the opener. And then followed up the next day with another win against Campbell. This one much more of a tighter game, only winning by 11. But the game was never really out of hand. Duke just struggled a bit with a team they definitely overlooked. That is a pretty good veteran-led team that will almost certainly win their conference this year. Uh, Paolo Bancaro led the team again in scoring with 18 points, added seven boards as well. One more followed up a strong performance from that triple-double. Almost got injured very badly early in that game. Came back in, added 15-5-5, and five, as well as three steals. And Jeremy Roach once again had 14 points. Joey Baker off the bench, adding 11. Um, but the big news in Duke basketball is has to deal with Mike Krzyzewski's grandson, Duke walk-on, Michael Savarino. He was arrested last night for driving while under the influence. And it is all Paolo Bancaro's fault. That's it, what I've got. from the It is not Paolo Bancaro's Get fault. Paolo Bancaro was also in the car. He was in the back seat, and the car was registered to Paolo. He was charged initially with aiding and abetting a DWI. He was released at the scene. He is not facing charges anymore that we know of, and he will be playing in tonight's game against Gardner-Webb. Michael Savarino, facing charges, will not play against Gardner-Webb, wasn't going to play anyways. Looks like he's uh, on a one-way ticket to being Henry Ruggs' cellmate. Uh, no, looks like Coach K is going <laughs> to beat the living shit out of him. I've got a question, honestly, but and I have no idea. Before you continue, we do not condone Michael Savarino's behavior. No, not at all. Did we he do blow condemn the, it. He blew the legal limit, but guess what? That doesn't matter when you're underage. He was underage drinking. He got behind a wheel. Both dumbass decisions. As much as I love Savarino, it was an idiotic choice. We don't condone it. We condemn that action. He needs to figure it the hell out. I know it's a mistake, but you got to know better. Now you can continue. I've got a, just a general question here, and you guys may not even know the answer to. What is the difference between... A DWI driving while intoxicated and a DUI driving under the influence. Um, well, I know for a fact that this was uh, labeled. DWI is technically driving while impaired. A DUI is driving under the influence. And technically, he was given a DWI because, like I said, he blew under the legal limit of 0.08. In, also... in Ohio, we don't have DUIs. We have OVIs, which is operating a vehicle while impaired. But I mean, it's all Like I mentioned, Severino is underage, so blowing anything is. You got to quit blowing Severino. Stop blowing Severino. <laughs> That's not what you want. Hey, Carl, you mentioned a couple top five matchups here. We had UCLA versus Villanova, and I'm going to be honest. I watched this game even though it was a really late tip. What was it, 11.30? 11.30 tip. Yeah, it was I'm going to be honest. West I, Coast. I didn't really see anything from these two teams that really shows me that they deserve to be top five. Villanova's offense seemed to me that it was post up with a guard, try and get a mismatch, and if you don't have that, they're going to chuck up a three. Yeah, they tried to get Jermaine Samuels in the post like way too many times. Like, And I know he's a really good player, but I, you last every J right team is usually move the ball, find open shooters. You, The issue is they've had a lot of dominant bigs in the past that they could just throw it down to and get a bucket, and I don't think they have that on this team this year. No, and let's talk Johnny Juzang. You know, I'm, I don't hate Johnny Juzang at all. I think him transferring from Kentucky was the best thing for both sides. Uh, but Juzang goes 9 of 24, 25 points. So 25 points on 24 shots. And his out of his nine made shots, 
Only one of them was a three, and he made seven in a row to start the second half. So obviously, you credit to him for hitting seven in a row. But if you take out those seven in a row, he shoots two of 17 the rest of the game. I'm not sure I could hit seven layups in a row. So that's pretty impressive. <laughs> so, I mean, he's a streaky player. He always yeah. has been. When he is hot, he's going to continue to shoot the lights out. But like I said earlier in the year about this UCLA team, I said that some teams just get hot when it matters, and that's what they did. In March Madness, they went from the first four to the final four, and they were the hottest team in basketball. Do I think they deserve to be the number two team in the country? I don't. I don't think they're as talented as Duke, and I don't think they're as talented as UK either. I would love to see them play head-to-head. It's not going to happen. I don't think that they're as well coached as either of those teams. No. Mick Cronin always finds a way to blow it, and uh, like I said, I'm just not sold on either of those two teams. Crop, let's move on to the other top five matchup here. I'm going to let you talk about this one a little bit more. Texas versus Gonzaga. Yeah, this one wasn't even really a matchup. It was never a game. Gonzaga was up 20 at halftime, held Texas to only 27 points in the first half. And Drew Timmy went nuclear in this game. He dropped 37 points on an incredible 15 of 19 from the field. Played all 40 minutes, did not touch the bench one time. He absolutely dominated, reminded people that he is one of the best five players in college basketball, if not the best player in college basketball. A lot of the hype around this Gonzaga team has gone to Chet Holmgren and some of the other talented freshmen. Drew Timmy was here to remind you that the stash god doesn't go away that easy and that he's here to take Gonzaga to the top, which he has failed to do multiple times, which Gonzaga has failed to do multiple times. But they absolutely destroyed Texas. Texas was simply no match for Timmy inside. Holmgren only had two points, but he didn't need to do anything with Mm -hmm. how well Timmy was. Texas simply couldn't match up with Gonzaga's physicality, experience, and size. They're still a team, Texas is, that is largely trying to mesh together. They start three transfers who are all the guy on their previous team, except... You know, Marcus Carr has to take a step back here. He was all of Minnesota's team on Texas. He's going to be their probably best player, but he's going to have to learn how to play alongside other good players, which he didn't have at Minnesota. Uh, Chris Beard also taking the helm there after a couple years at Texas Tech where he was clearly the best coach in the nation. They will figure it out eventually, but Gonzaga certainly took this opportunity and did not squander it, absolutely destroyed the Longhorns in Spokane. Tim? Uh, There's a TikTok actually where before the game – a student of Gonzaga offered Drew Timmy $100 if he scored 30 points. He said he could not take the— ex- I don't think it was before the game. I think it, it was, was after a- Gonzaga's first yes. game. And it said if he'd scored 30 points against uh, UCLA that he, or against I thought Texas. it was 40. Whatever it was, he said he'd give him $100, but he said he could not accept the bet because he uh, that would be against, uh, I guess, technically betting. Ultimate good yeah. guy yeah. Betting on yourself, So sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think shout out, yeah, betting. shout out to uh, Drew Timmy for being the ultimate good guy while also being really good at basketball. It'll be interesting to see if, what his NBA market is. Really, I don't know if there is one, but we will. He's see. a monster for sure. Crab, we gotta talk talk about Mark Few real quick. Obviously, we are not a fan of Mark Few on this podcast. No scumbag, scumbag, anti Mark Few podcast. Scumbag. Win a national championship. What did he do man. wrong? He took a shot at UK and Duke. Crab, you want to talk about that? Yeah, so. My tweet didn't age very well with the news Uh this morning about Saverino. But uh, Mark Few basically said all the big-name programs except Duke and UK have come to play Gonzaga in Spokane. And where's that again? Uh, That is in Washington. Okay, just checking. State, Washington, like the state, not D.C. Not in California. Uh, So you know. So basically, in my opinion, when you name big college basketball programs, there's three. There's a top tier. 
And it's Kansas, Duke, Duke, UK, and Kansas. Okay. UCLA is a historical program, but is are Michigan they State? Michigan State is in tier two. Okay. Uh, Gonzaga doesn't sniff either of those tiers. Mark Few is a scumbag. Um, he has more DUIs than national championships. <laughs> that That's is not true. a good stat. No, not a good one. Well, Gonzaga, can, I, can I ask? Gonzaga, wait, just let me. Let I think he has he has the same amount of DUIs as Final Fours, right? Uh, no, I think they've made like two or three finals. That's like crop finish. Regardless, um, Gonzaga loves to champion the fact that they are the winners of the regular season every year. And what the because WBC? they play in the goddamn West Coast Conference, where the best team is the University of San Francisco. Jesus. Uh, I love your consolation trophies, Coach Few, but win when it matters. Can I? Ask? And you can't. So you could take a trip to Rupp. You could take a trip to Cameron, but until you fucking win a big one. Uh, we're not even going to debate the idea of going to the middle of buttfuck nowhere Washington to play your poverty-ass regular season basketball team. It's true. Wes, might, might I ask, this, uh, just for clarification for people listening here, what, what exactly was your tweet that didn't age well? Oh, I said Mark Few, DUIs, one, championships, zero. And then I woke <laughs> up this morning to Savarino <laughs> getting charged with a DWI. That That's is not tough. Great. That's not great. <laughs> but the stat remains true. He has more DUIs <laughs> than, I'd than say national championships. It didn't, it didn't age poorly then because it's still true. It's it true. would age poorly if, it, if he won a national championship today. But he did not. He, he won't. Didn't. And he won't this year either. No, he won't. Let's so, move on. We've got a little rivalry here. Xavier Musketeers against the Ohio State Buckeyes. Mm. West versus Tim here. And I'm going to be honest. Tim knows much more about this game than I not ever will. Not a fan <laughs> of either of these two teams. They've both played really bad to start. Both very close games both against of them only beat players. Niagara. Or Mac teams. Both of them only beat Niagara by single digits. Very true. That's our common opponent. Uh, Niagara. Correct. The Purple Eagles. Tim, Can either get, of you tell hey, me where Niagara great, is? Great team, by the way, Tim. Niagara Falls. It's in uh, New York. Shout out Greg Pauls, head coach, former Duke, uh, Duke Tim, player. Not much analysis here. Just give me a reason why you think Xavier's going to win this game. Uh, I think Xavier's going to win because they have a deeper team, and I think that Paul Scruggs is going to be the best player on the floor at all times. Dude. We... Wes, give me a reason why you think Ohio State's going to win this one. Two words, one name. I EJ did. Liddell. <laughs> I, I saw that from a mile away. Yeah, 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 same here. Dude, he's a monster. Okay, hey, Nobody hey, can stop him. If I may, I think each oh, wait, team has more, an X Two factor. more words, one more name. Jimmy Sotos. <laughs> I think that Tim. I think, he, that, Tim. I think, I think each names. team has an X factor. Yeah, Jimmy Sotos. No, Jimmy Sotos not an X factor. Now who's our who's our point guard? That's really really good. That dude you talked about last week. We <laughs> had a whole discussion. Not a point guard. Not no, a point no, guard. No. Who are, are you talking Forward. about? Malachi Brandham. That guy. Not a point guard. He Apparently is the he's an X, X factor. He is the X factor for Ohio State in my opinion. Hey, just saying. And Who, who's going to guard Malachi Brandham? And, and Xavier's X factor is Max Meyer. Yeah, I'm riding with Bench Press Media. I'm rolling with the Musketeers. Max Meyer, I'm trusting him. It's in Cintas. Hard place to play oh, in. Boy. It is a slept-on home it, court. Oh, it is one of the, I'll say probably top 20 home courts in college basketball. It only seats 10,250, but boy, does it get bumping. It gets roaring I would like there. to take, Value City Arena. I would like to take a second to apologize to only Max Meyer because I'm riding with the Buckeyes. Come on! They All stink. Right. They stink. Let's They're go. a poverty 25 top 25 team but xavier's worse somehow oh, um, we're gonna so see we'll see i'm excited let's move on to another rivalry really it's my kentucky wildcats it's against your us internal four. rivalry it is tim and i are going to be in rup arena for friday's matchup 
the undefeated Ohio Bobcats. Three zero, baby, covered three every spread. Yeah, they are. Yeah, three zero against the spread's more important than three zero record. Good, honestly, good teams win, great teams cover, and we're a great team. And baby. you know what? OU received a vote to be in the top twenty-five. So, One singularity vote. Yeah. So honestly, this is going to be a quality win for UK if they can get it. Um, I'm not going to guarantee a victory or anything like that, but obviously Rupp Arena, a very hard place to play in. Um, I'm going to assume that Rupp's going to be roaring. It's going to be their best game at home so far this season. They're third in a row at home. Um, I don't know. I'm interested to see uh, you know, Keon Brooks against BVP Ben Vanderplas. Um, I'm just really not sure that OU stands a chance in this one. Tim? No, I mean, in terms of athletes... UK's bench has a probably better athlete than the entirety of Ohio University's roster. You're forgetting about Ohio University managers. Friend of the show, Josh McDaniel. Yeah, also bench press bench athlete, press athlete. Josh McDaniel. I mean, just saying, he is I, an X factor. I just think that UK is going to be able to bully uh, everyone down low. They're just nope, better athletes. say ath- his name. Jason Carter. Tim has a vendetta. I do have a vendetta against Jason Carter. Jason Carter. Everything Tim says right now is not factual because he has a vendetta. He has a personal issue with with uh, Jason Carter. I do have a personal. Jason Carter bias lost many games for Xavier over the last. Are you sure it was Jason Carter or was it Xavier? I, it was Jason Carter. Uh, he is a six-eight athlete. He is a he is a six-eight student who plays basketball. All right. <laughs> me and Jason Carter. Me and Jason Carter were coached by the same man in high school. All right. Well, how I, is I'm Jason, on Jason Carter's side. How is Jason Carter gonna face off against Oscar Sheepway? Uh, yeah, well, he's gonna have lunch eaten. Do not talk about him like that. Uh, he doesn't deserve that. Okay, so Tim, oh, he's winning. Upset. You're, Upset. You're I'm riding with the Upset. Bobcats. They're winning. Come West. on. You know what? I through you. Bennett, I'm becoming a very big Kentucky Wildcat Thank fan. Thank you. Um, however, there's no way I can go against my school. Oh, you. Oh, yeah. Tim, who Bowles are you rolling got with us. here? Um, I, it, it hurts me to say it, but I'm going to say UK wins. But you know what? I'm going to say OU covers. Go 4-0 oh, against the spread. There we maybe. go. Let we don't know what that. the spread is We yet, don't know what the spread is, but I'm, I'm going to say they're going to cover. I'm going to assume it's going to be around 20. That'd okay. be good. I, I, would, I said My 19. early guess was 13, I said. Mine was 16 and a half. I think they could cover that. Like... Realistically, yeah, you know, OU just has way more depth. I'm gonna ride UK too. I'm gonna be in my UK jersey and my OU hat. I'm gonna be torn. Uh, You know, I'm gonna be heartbroken if OU wins this one. But (laughs) you know, at the same time, the energy on campus is gonna be really, really good. Wes, before we wrap up college basketball talk, let's get to your list of top five players in your mind that you love. Yeah. So. this is my top five players in the country college basketball rankings. Number one, best player in America, easily, and probably the greatest player of all time, EJ Liddell, <laughs> the best player in America, no doubt about it in my mind. Number two, the Kentucky monster of a human being, Oscar Shibway. Yeah, easy number that one. two. Number three, the Durham GOAT, currently, Trevor Keels. Easy number three right Wouldn't there. Say he's the, not had two he great slow, games. He slowed down since you. Hey, he's, he's gone still right. He's gone right piece. back to third best I was player, say, he, which is where he will be all year. Yeah, he. It's not a bad thing if he's peaked already this year. Like having twenty five points say, against UK. He gets some extra brownie points because he owns the bench press record for freshmen and Duke. And our name of the podcast is the Bench Press. So hey, yeah. I'm just saying. I get it. I brownie get it. points he did there. Go crazy there. Brownie points there. Number four, OU legend. Ben Vanderplas. Good. Easy number four. That was the right Ben to say. And number five. The ladies will like that one. Yes. Ladies number are a five, fan of BVP. Ladies love easy, BVP. The easy favorite to move up these rankings very quickly, Gonzaga standout Drew Timmy. Great Surprise mustache. Jimmy Soto's not on that list. So those are the top five players in the country in my eyes. 
wait to next week to see who, uh, those who jumps are, those up. Those are the top five players, or those are your five no, favorite those players? those are the top five players in the country. <laughs> okay. Easily. All right. So if like you could make a roster of those five, they would win the national championship. No doubt in my who's mind. Your, who's your sixth man? Ooh, Is it Jimmy Sotos? Uh, no. I'll probably go Ochai Abaji because I had him on the list last week. Okay. So okay. he's a he's sixth man. Very I fair. It. I get it. I think we'll kill people. Let's move into the NBA real quick. We've got a new leader in the Eastern Conference. And I'm going to be honest, Wes, I think I could give you five guesses and you wouldn't guess who's leading. You're not allowed to look. I'm not going to look. Um, Cleveland? Wrong. Uh, Chicago? Wrong. Uh, wrong. Philly? Uh, not even close. Mm. What was that? Three? Charlotte. Wrong. That's four. I think they're under 500. That's tough. Uh, the Wizards. Wow. Wait, did I actually His yeah. back oh, against the wall. Yeah. Let's go, wow. dude. Wes Wes shot in the back against the wall. Wes First Mickey name man. I thought of. The Washington Wizards are 10 and 3. Kyle Kuzma. Tim, Let's are go, we dude. calling fluke here or contender? I'm going to say fluke, probably. I can't ever look at the Wizards and not think of a poverty franchise. Um, I think that they're probably, I think they're still going to make the playoffs. I think they're still definitely a playoff team. Just not a contender. They're not yeah, going to win. They're not going to make the titles, but yeah. that's all right. Tim, let's stick with you and your bucks. Six and eight. We talked about last week. Worried or not, you said not. Are you worried now? I'm not. They've not had all five starters play in the same game this year. Injuries. Uh, Giannis has been tw- hurt. Chris Middleton's been hurt. And had COVID, Drew Holiday's been hurt. When your three best players are hurt, yeah, ass. Yeah. shut the hell up. Grayson Allen is a great bench piece, but he is not. Oh, is, you is, fucked up. Did they, he have 31 or something like that in the game? Hey, he has. Boston? He's actually had five straight games, of, or three straight games of five plus three-pointers. Uh, pretty impressive. The Bucks might have the best big four in the, the league. Okay. Those three and, and Grayson? That? Those three and Grayson Allen. Dante DiVincenzo may have lost his starting spot. You oh, never want to be that guy when you say those idea. three and, and Grace. So once because never those, want to be those, those, and those three were already there. Okay. All right. I can respect those it. Let's move to the Grace. Western Conference. Wes, the Golden State Warriors are playing this week. You know, when we're recording this, we haven't been able to see the score of Warriors Nets, but the Warriors are hot. They're eleven and two. They're coming off a loss. And Manning curse is so real. The Draymond's Manning, on last night. The Manning curse is real. Draymond was on Monday night football and they play the Nets. Yeah. When people are going to be listening to this. The game will have already happened. Do we see the Warriors winning this one? I think they have a good chance because I think they can match up decent with the Nets. But I think KD's going to be too much. Uh, I think the Nets are probably going to win this game. But I, I'd love to see the Warriors win this one. Be a big game early And the, the Manning curse stays yeah. true. Actually, uh, update, Chris Middleton will be playing tonight Shout against out. or playing tomorrow against the Lakers. That's big. big That's first big. game back. Crop, let's go to you about those Los Angeles Lakers. Are we worried about them? Uh, I think Anthony Davis said it best. They stink. They do stink. They stink. They played a tribute video for Alex Caruso last night. <laughs> and why does every player get a tribute video? <laughs> yeah, every uh, player. Let's every not act player. like Alex Caruso doesn't deserve it. He's lit. Uh, speaking of the Bulls, the Lakers must really hate that they got rid of Lonzo. And oh, the yeah. Pelicans must hate it even worse. That brother yeah. is good at basketball. And DeMar DeRozan is on a MVP candidacy race. Do we think the Bulls are legit? Oh, big time. We're Dude, buying it. They lost... A starter in Pat Williams, and they're somehow have gotten better since it happened. Now, are the Bulls are the Bulls serious finals contenders? No, and I tell you why: because they lost Patrick Williams. Because now that takes out a huge piece of their starting lineup. They're always going to have a hole, but 
at most times they're going to have a set of four players on that floor that's better than your set of four players if you take one out. Like the um, the DeRozan, Levine, Lonzo, Vucevic foursome is four all-star caliber players all on one team. That's pretty damn good in your starting line. That is good. And Pat Williams, as a young guy who was a top five pick last year, was a perfect way to round out that five. Sucks that he got hurt. I do think the Bulls are going to shake some shit up this year, and then next year, fully healthy, make some additions to their bench, their depth, and then they'll be really ready to make a run at it next season. You know who I'm still buying as a true contender? The Phoenix Suns. Longest win streak in the NBA. Nine wins in a row after starting one and three. They're now 10 and three. I still believe this is the best, most complete team in the Western Conference, even with all the scandals going on. JaVale McGee has been a great addition to that team. Landry Shamet's been a great addition to that team. And it's going to be interesting to see what they do with DeAndre Ayton, but I am buying this team. On the heels a, of my Warriors. I, I've got yeah. a question for you. Go ahead. Will King James Jones be sticking around after this year? Or since he was kind of mentioned in the old uh, Robert Sarver report, it's kind of putting a question mark on there. Obviously, he's built this team, and yeah, he's he done has. a great job, and he is King James Jones. It's going to be interesting, you know. Um, King part, James of, Jones. part of me says um, if he really had nothing to do with the scandal and he didn't know Sarver was doing all this, um, I think James Jones wants to get a ring now because he deserves it. He deserved one last year, and his best chance to do it is with Phoenix because, like you said, he built that whole team. His whole just brain power has gone into building that team. I'm not so sure he's going to want to go somewhere else and restart the whole process. Correct. I'm saying I, more, is he going to be fired because no. of the— uh, I would Because it, looked, it sounded like he could have been complicit in the old Robert Sarver. I feel like no. if James Jones, as an African-American man, heard Sarver just flinging the N-word around, probably would have said something. Yeah, I, I have agree to too. think. But I do have an official prediction. King James Jones finishes out the year as the GM of the Suns and leaves in the offseason to go be the GM of another King James out there in Los Angeles mm. when Rob Palenka is fired because the Lakers almost missed the playoffs this year or a first-round exit. Rob Palenka is fired, and King's, King James Jones gets reunited with back King up James. with King James LeBron. Who can? I mean, King James Jones carried uh, LeBron to all of his Which titles. Which King James will be the GM? King James. King, King James. King James Jones. Good answer. And then both of them, both the King Jameses, will draft... King James Brawny, who just threw down a ridiculous dunk at Sierra Canyon's Brother That's floated. one thing I do want to see. I just want to see Brawny and LeBron play together. Oh, really you're going do. to. It's going to help when LeBron Brawny plays for UK. So. Good one. Fair enough. I mean, he's as much of a lock to Duke as I can think All of. All right. All right. Let's wrap hey, don't this up. Don't rule out Ohio State. <laughs> no. Let's wrap this up. This has Ohio been State bleed. hasn't even shown interest in him. You know who is going to get interest? Gabe Cups. Come to OSU. We love you. He got you. a crystal ball to Indiana. We need you. Day, Let's wrap you. this up. Boom. We need a point We're done. Goal. Shut your mouth. Mute his mic. Ohio State stinks. This has been Bleeding Blue Week 4. Thank you all for listening. Always great college basketball, great NBA talk. Thank you all so much. Tim. Love you guys. Go Duke.